0: Good morning everybody, Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. I hope that you guys are having a good start to the day. Those of you who are already up, I've been up now for a couple of hours, uh, got, uh, the morning priming and prep and prayer and meditation and, uh, engagement, spiritual engagements out of the way. And I stopped, decided to stop by and share something with you. For those of you who are going to actually chime in, welcome. Um, For those of you who will watch this on a playback, uh, I wish you the best hope that you are able to get something out of it. Uh, As of right now, uh, I only have the title and a reference that I want to use. I'm going to add all of the additional resources after I finish uh this short video, but what I wanted to do is come in and just really truly share something with you. I love pulling principles out of ancient literature. I love pulling principles out of the Bible. Uh, you know and the beautiful thing about it is it transcends any particular religion uh it's ancient and existed even before uh it was recorded in the Bible. These are principles long ago. And what I wanna to read to you is just one verse of Genesis 49 and 27. Actually, I'm gonna back it up with 28, uh, but it says Benjamin, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he devours the prey. In the evening, he divides the plunder or the spoils. It depends on uh, what version you're reading. If you're reading uh, the amplified version or whatever. Uh, there's going to be different, but he divides the spoils, the plunders, the rewards of um, the conquest, so to speak. And in this, it's important to understand the context. So in verse 28, then the very next verse, it says, all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is what their father Jacob said to them when he blessed them, giving each the blessing appropriate to him. So when we talk about Benjamin, uh, first and foremost, we're not simply talking about Benjamin the individual, but Benjamin the tribe and how that tribe would uh, basically prosper. In the morning, he devours the prey. In the evening, he divides the plunder. And so many of us miss this in our lives. I hear people all the time talking about how they're grinding, how they're on their grind, how they're doing this, how they're doing that. And I see it in two distinct ways playing out in negative outcomes because people truly don't get the idea of the grind. First and foremost, I see it on a daily basis where people are talking about grinding, but they don't understand grinding. See, the the fortune that I experienced in being reared by my great-grandparents My great grandfather being born in 1909, the son of a sharecropper and my great grandmother being born in 1917, being reared in a sawmill town uh, called Camden, Texas. Um, We're no no strangers to hard work being up before the sun came up every morning, something that was demanded of me, something that I obviously still do. Uh, But the thing is, I didn't get to define what the grind was in the house. That was defined by my grandfather. See, we have ways now where we don't say we're on our grind, but I got people still in bed, 7.30 and eight o'clock, talking about you on your grind when you just sacrificed a good three hours to get ahead of the game. See, you're not in this little tube where you get to do things on your terms and get the results out of life you want. Uh, You spend more time actually complaining than you do grinding because you don't feel like your results are what you desire them to be. But see, grind is just another contemporary term for immense, intense and committed, consistent work ethic. It means that I'm putting in the work necessary to uh, obtain, acquire and achieve the things that I have set out in my mind that I'm going to do. Now, again, it says in the morning he devours the prey. In the morning he's hunting. He's hunting in the morning. The wolf is hunting in the morning. In the morning, he's on the grind. In the morning, he's waking up. In the morning, he's sitting up and he's going after what needs. And then it says in the evening, he divides the plunder. In the evening, he divides. It's after I've put in the work, after I've hunted, after I've done everything I can. I take what I was able to gather. Doing my grind. And now I'm able to sit up and share it with the people. I love my family, my friends, my children, my wife, but I have to be on the grind. And, 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 uh, prime example, you know, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to be about it. Whatever you do, some people are grinding physically. Because their work is physical work. You know, some people are athletes. Some people work in environments where they have to use their hands and lift and push. And if that's the case, they got to be up and they grind. Some people grind with their minds, their intellectuals. What they do requires them to think. Some people grind uh, with other skills and services that they provide. But the thing is, whatever it is, you're doing it. Are you up doing it in the morning? Or how, you know, or, are you getting up and doing it whenever you feel like getting up? You know, do you have a million excuses why you keep hitting the snooze button instead of getting up and putting in the work? Here's here's a prime example. Three years ago, I had a massive uh, attack. Uh, I've heard everything from uh, a hyper, uh, uh, that it was a hypertensive-induced seizure or a mini-stroke. But anyway, I woke up being rolled into uh, the emergency room. I had had such an intense siege on my body that it literally dislocated both shoulders. I fell because I literally stood up during this seizure. And when I stood up, I fell and I broke the uh, upper arm, the humerus, the top of the humerus bone, uh, uh, damaged a nerve. So I didn't have use of my middle fingers was rolled into the hospital with a blood pressure of 253 over 189. Doctors still can't figure out why I'm alive and why my body adapts to blood that high, but it obviously had gotten a little too high. Well, anyway, I didn't have use of the left hand uh, at all because of the nerve damage, but then I had two uh, dislocated shoulders and if you've ever had a dislocated shoulder, you can relate what I'm talking about. I was in ICU for four days. I was in, uh, um, uh, the next step down from ICU, uh, critical care, whatever it is, one step down. Uh, and then eventually I was there for two days. Then eventually I was in, uh, a regular bed for like a day and they let me come home. I came home that day, had to be escorted to the bed. It's about three o'clock. Uh, my wife put me in there. Uh, you're talking about a person. I couldn't bathe myself. I couldn't dress myself. Why? Because I couldn't lift my arms. Um, didn't have use. And because I am a content creator, because I am a writer, because I produce content and I do a lot of other things, I couldn't type with the left hand. But anyway, I go to bed that night. I wake up the next morning, four 30 in the morning, I get out of bed and literally died trying to get dressed. And my wife is looking at me, "Why get back in the bed? You need to rest. The doctor said rest." That morning I was at my desk trying to figure out what I was going to do. The whole video thing that I have going now, the multiple YouTube channels I have going now. All of that came because I could not use my hand to type in a rapid speed that I needed to put what I needed to put so I had to move from that To using video to express the things that were coming through my mind and to share with people the way I had been sharing primarily through writing. I was using video as a secondary or even a third or fourth um, mechanism for communicating. And now here I was, it was going to become my primary source of sharing what I share and to empower and to encourage and actually to earn. I'm up. The day that I get home from being in ICU, and doctors are still trying to figure out what they got to do to make sure I don't it doesn't happen again and everything like that, I can't use my arms, but yet I'm working. I'm up every morning. The sun doesn't beat me up, and I'm actually working. By the time I get to nine or ten, I've done so much, and some people are just waking up, so. I'm devouring the prey so that I have something that I can divide amongst those I love in the evening. Now, this translates more than just into days. It translates into years. It translates into decades. It translates into a lifetime. And what I see are a lot of people on a daily basis waking up, not really going out and going after it. And then, you know, there are some times, you know, all the little things that come in between. There are some times when the wolf goes out to hunt. And comes back with nothing when the lion goes out to hunt and comes back with nothing there are those days but if the lion wakes up every morning and goes out he's going to eat more than he's not he's going to be what he's going to do what lions do he's going to that wolves are going to do what wolves do the the predator is going to do what the predator does and and and, and the predator is at most times going to have something to divide with the pack to divide with the pride that that's how that works. But you got to get up in the morning and go out and devour. You got to get up in the morning and go out and grind. You got to get up in the morning. But what I see is an entire generation that wants to divide the spoils and they haven't devoured. I see a bunch of people trying to live lives they haven't worked to create yet. It's an illusion. I've got the car. I've got the house. I've got all of this, but I'm in debt. Why? Because you didn't wake up and you're not grinding. You don't see it. And here's the problem. A lot of us are living lives that our younger selves created for us. Talking to the older heads now, and I'm trying to get some sense into the younger ones. See, a lot of us are sitting up because we didn't get up and grind. Because we didn't make smart decisions when we did have it. I, I, Hey, that's going to me right here. Me, 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 me. I, I'll take that one. Didn't make smart decisions. When he, so now you got to get back out there. But the thing is, at least I have a work ethic. Nobody wakes me up in the morning. Nobody has to say, man, what time are you going to go do what you do? That is an automatic. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it. And I'm always looking for more things to devour. I know I've got a time limit uh, on how much time I have on this planet, and I want to leave something behind for my wife and my children and, 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 and my family. I want to leave a legacy, but I, and I want that legacy to be the life I lived, but I also want it to be a financial legacy as well. So it's a work that I have to get up and do. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes you just don't feel like it. Sometimes you got things on your mind sometimes you're getting your butt kicked in the game. That's going to happen i I, I know that there are a lot of people out there painting this. This beautiful illusion that, you know, when you really truly hit your stride, that everything just falls in line and everything is so good. No, you better get used to appreciating and being grateful for the process because the process comes with challenges. The process comes with setbacks. The process comes with disappointments. The process comes with all types of things that you're going to consistently have to overcome. That's how you grow. If you hit a point and a place where you are no longer having challenges, setbacks, disappointments, frustrations frustrations there's nothing to challenge you to grow you grow when you meet something that you're not yet equipped to handle it forces you into a position and a state of growth you need the adversity you heard me say this i've written it i've written about it in my books multiple times i speak on it in lectures adversity is the fertile soil in which faith the seed of faith is planted and cultivated if you don't have something that's working against you you don't have what it takes to grow beyond where you're at so it's not about eating it's about reward. And see, if you want greater rewards, you can't have it at ease. You don't get to grow in. You don't get comfort. I mean, growth in comfort. You can't build character in comfort. One of the greatest and most powerful conversations I've ever had with the most high is about me getting out of a situation that I didn't like. It was extremely uncomfortable, and I didn't want to deal with it. And God's answer was, no, I'm not going to take you out of it. Now, obviously, this discussion wasn't audible. It was on a much more clearer plain and level. See, there's something beyond audible speech that most of us don't understand because we're really, truly not trying to be there and trying to get there. We want to talk the game about God. We want to talk the game about a godly life, but we haven't learned how to get on God's frequency so that we can literally hear God in our spirit. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Matter of fact, we'll talk it down. That's stupid. That don't make no, no. See, when you sit up and you actually get rid of all of the foolishness Get rid of all of the fake stuff. Get rid of all of the things that have no true meaning in the spiritual realm. You start to understand that you are operating on an energy level and a frequency level, and God is the highest form of that level. And when you get up in that area, you start to communicate in ways that you didn't even know were possible, and it's clearer than if it was spoken audibly. And I remember being in this situation and I remember saying and using all the things that my grandparents had taught me and, you know, I'm, I'm calling scripture. I'm, I'm, I'm talking with all kind of things. You know, I'm, I'm doing everything. You're going to take me out of this. And it was real clear. God said, no, I'm not going to take you out of it, but I will bring you through it.
1: I'm like, no, that ain't what I asked
0: for. You know, that is not what I asked for. I didn't ask you to bring me through it. I ask you to take me out of it. And God said, no, I will not take you out of it. I will bring you through it. See, what your problem is, is that you are more concerned about comfort, but I'm more concerned about your character. And I can't build character in comfort. That was God's answer to me. After that point, I never again asked God to take me out of anything. Why? Because I understood that if I was in something, it was there for a reason and that it was going to do something for me. I was going to come out of the storm a better man than when I went in. I had to learn that there's something inside of the storm that's necessary that I can't get when I'm in a place of comfort. See, we desire comfort so much that we lose the strength of character, which is our integrity. We feel a certain way about things, but we can't never adhere to it with any consistency because we don't have integrity, which is the strength of character. You can have character. Uh, uh, Most of us have a, a, a reasonable standard of character, but we have poor integrity. Why? Because we haven't been through anything where we've had to practice the character in difficult moments. See, it's easy to be on the right frame of mind when things are going your way. It's easy to talk about how good God is when everything is going your way. It's easy to be kind to people when everything is going your way. It's easy to be grateful when everything is going your way. But it's when things start to get a little sketchy that the truth of your um uh, that, that, that 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 you start to realize that uh, wait a minute I might not really have it yet. But see, that's where you build the character. That's where you build strength. That's where you build endurance. That's where you got to get yourself together to move through some things. See, you're not grinding because you don't have the strength of character. You can't get out of bed some mornings because you're not used to going through some difficult moments. See, it's not about ease. It's about the reward of doing it. And see, when God did that to me, When God told me it wasn't about comfort, it was about character, it taught me something. And from that moment on, my mindset learned something, and I started to teach people. And you've heard me say this before. If you've ever followed me, you've heard me say this before, that God is never going to deliver you from the giants he sent you to slay. You can pray all day. You can quote all the scriptures you want. God is never gonna deliver you from the giants he sent you to slay. See, you have a purpose in this life. It is is to be a representation of what's possible in God. Now, remember, God's operating in a place that you gotta go seek him, but you've been promised that if you seek, you find. right? But you've gotta understand, no matter how you put it, see, we get caught up in the words, and the words evolve. You know, the words evolve over time and the meaning changes. You don't get caught up in the word, get caught up in the meaning, get caught up in the meaning. So it's not how you say it. Is that you understand it. So for the person that's talking about prayer and the person that's talking about meditation and how they manage and mix, don't get caught up in which one you're doing and which one you're not doing. Are you raising your level of a state of mind, a state of existence? Are you reaching a spiritual level or a level of energy where you can connect with God and hear from God in ways that people speaking audibly can't understand? that's going to be the determining factor of how well you move and how much you are able to avoid that you can avoid. Some things are just going to have to happen and you're going to have to be strong enough and you're going to have to have faith and trust enough that you're going to move through it. But then again, Jacob tells Benjamin, who is the representation, he is the seminal existence of the tribe of Benjamin. And so right now, Jacob isn't just blessing Benjamin, the son. He's blessing Benjamin, the tribe. And he's saying in the morning, he devours the prey. In the morning, they're up there grinding. In the morning, they're up, there, out there doing what they got to do. They're out there going after what they know they need in order to prosper, in order to grow, in order to become something. The problem with us is that most of us aren't up in the morning devouring. Now, you can look at the, the morning as a day or you can look at the morning as the earlier, more, 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 more uh, prime years of your life. A lot of us have spent the prime of our lives playing around and we have nothing to divide in the later years. You got some youngsters now running around pretending to be playing the game. You got some middle, middle, uh, some, some, uh, some, 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 some uh, early middle classes or whatever that are out there and they are sitting up and they are also pretending as if they are, you know grinding and on it and you know they they got the car to show for it but nobody knows how much they're paying for that car and how much that car has them in the hole it looks good we can pretend on social media but see at the end of the day social media is not going to be able to hold you down when you, eat, you when you reach your 50s your 60s and your 70s when you should be enjoying the spoils Of the work you put in in your 20s in your 30s and your 40s you're gonna have to understand that when you're when, 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 when it's time to get up and grind see grind is simply another term for having an impeccable work ethic see if you don't work you don't eat see we have a sense of entitlement and we pass that sense of entitlement on to our kids and we actually have them believing that the world owes them something. No, the world, God, the universe, all of that only owes you what you go out and produce. You gotta wake up in the morning with a mindset that I'm gonna go out and yes, like I told you, there are gonna be some days where you go out and hunting, you don't come back with anything, but you're gonna come back with something more than not. If you put in the work, you plant the seed, you will reap the harvest. That is promised. That cannot be denied. Where there is sowing, there is reaping. If you plant, you will reap a harvest. But what are you planting and how frequently are you planting it? You're getting sporadic returns because you're planting sporadically. Everything isn't about money either. Sometimes you're planning with the return, with the with the with the uh, idea of the return being financial. Sometimes you're planning with the idea of the return being an empowered individual. Sometimes you're planning with the idea of educating and empowering others. Sometimes you're planning with the idea of lifting someone out of a dark moment, but however you plant, the type of energy that is produced is what will return to you and it will return to you in multiple ways, but you're going to have to be up in the morning devouring. You know, it it, it, it says very clearly that that It says, all these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each the blessing appropriate to him. So the devouring is how Benjamin, as an individual and as a, and as a tribe, prospered in the morning up hunting. In the evening, dividing the spoils. You can't divide the spoils in the morning. That's when you got to be hunting. That's when you got to be grinding. Whether you're talking about the morning of a day or the morning of the uh, of your youth, you're going to have to be grinding. We need to teach our children how to grind. The beautiful thing about being reared by my great grandparents. is that they taught me a work ethic second to none. They didn't allow me to... They talked about laziness as if it was cancer. You lazy. I mean, you know, I mean, my grandfather had a rule. My grandfather had a rule. It was real simple. You got to be out of the bed by seven. Even if it's Saturday morning and all your chores are done, you got to be out of bed by seven. If, you, if you're out of bed by seven, if you're tired, you're out of bed by seven, you make your bed, you come to the kitchen table for breakfast, and if you're still tired, you can go back and lay down. But you're going to get up and make sure that all the things that need to be done are done. Look, I got to get out of here. Like I said, once I finish this, I am going to go and uh, put... All of the resources in the comment, I mean, in the description box, so that you can have it um, and you can access it. Like I say, I would definitely love to work with some of you guys on a one on one capacity if you're really serious about doing some things and changing some things in your lives everything about life is a journey. It's a process. Everybody's moving somewhere. If you're not growing, you're stagnant. If you're stagnant, you're not producing what you should be. The one thing I learned is that God has something for you and whatever that is, you can't escape it. You can't disqualify yourself from it. You can't run from it. You will never, ever be delivered by God from the giants he sent you to slay. One of the promises I made God in the most difficult time of my life I had already been taught that lesson I told you about That he's not going to pull me out of it He's going to bring me through it So I didn't ask to be delivered from it What I told him is just wake me up Don't let me die in it Just wake me up If you wake me up, I'll answer the bell That is how I live my life you wake me up, i answer the bell I don't always wake up with the answers I don't always wake up with knowing what But I wake up knowing that if I put in the work If I trust the process, it's coming through On that note, I'm going to get out of here You guys have an unbelievable day